Hello my loves, I'm Carly Deering and welcome to Tea with Kings and Queens, the podcast where I chat to the most exciting performers from the world of drag, burlesque and cabaret. Today's guest is multi-talented drag king and creative powerhouse Richard Energy. Among the many things we talk about in this episode, we discuss drag king beginnings, making a dog from mops, digital drag and creating very personal performances. I love this chat, I hope you do too. Tonight, I'm thrilled to be talking to the devilishly handsome, the self-help guru, the artist popularly known as Big Dick, it's Richard Energy. Hello. 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 How you doing? All right. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How is life going? It's been my first question to everyone recently because we're still in lockdown three in the UK. How are you coping? Um, Yeah, all right. It uh, depends what day you ask me on, I think. Mm. Um, I'll be honest, this, this because we're into our third lockdown now in the UK, and um, I've definitely been struggling the most in this one, for sure. It's, uh, I think it's just getting to the stage now where it's, it's just too much. <laughs> yeah, it's all a bit relentless, isn't it? How are you keeping your, your spirits up? What are your tactics? Yeah, do you know, to be honest, this time round, I'm still trying to work out what my tactics are, because um, for me, the first lockdown we had, I my kind of um, method of keeping myself going insane was just to make loads and loads and loads of digital drag. <laughs> um, and I, I was counting a little while ago, and uh, I made 17 digital drag videos over the first lockdown. Um, and it was really just, it was honestly just a coping mechanism. <laughs> um, and it worked really, really well for me. Um, this time round, I found it really hard to be motivated to make stuff and to feel very creative. And um, so, yeah, my coping mechanisms, hmm, probably drinking a bit too much mm-hmm. um, and watching a lot of really terrible TV. <laughs> And what are you watching? What am I watching? Um, well, I really like those um, really uh, those competition TV uh, shows. So there's a really amazing one on at the minute uh, on Netflix that I just finished today. I think I've watched it in about three days. Um, and it's a glass blowing competition. It's blown away. Wow. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Do you know what? I can't recommend it enough. It's amazing what these people can do with glass. <laughs> is it one of those shows where you think, oh, I want to have a go at that one day as well? Actually, yes and no. In some ways, yes. In some ways, I'm just like, I have no idea how this works. I still, like, I've watched a whole series of it and I still have no idea how they do it. It's just incredible. <laughs> um, I'd give it a go, though. It looks, yeah. it looks fun. We'll have to do like a celebrity glass blowing, that'll happen, <laughs> celebrity glass blowing TV and then you can go on. Exactly. I'd also have to become a celebrity, but that's fine. Friends <laughs> who you talk to? Yes. <laughs> right, let's get to Richard then. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about all your digital drag too, because there's been some incredible stuff. Um, in my intro, I was going to call him the king of toxic masculinity. And then I thought, actually, that's a bit unfair because... He's got a lot more complex than that, uh, yeah. particularly through your digital drag. Can you tell me a bit about where he came from? 
Yeah, sure. So he he was um, originally inspired by like the ultimate toxic masculinity kind of stereotype of of a man that kind of extreme. Um, he was actually it, he was originally inspired by Tony Robinson. I don't know if you know, uh, he's a like mega self-help guru. Um, and there was a documentary about him called uh, I Am Not Your Guru. And, um, and it's just incredible. He has like these, he does these huge stadium talks um, where he kind of tells people how they should be living their lives. Um, and you know, that you could one day be as successful as me. And it's like, but you've met, you've made your money telling people how to be successful. So that's a real dead end and a total like <laughs> mega con. So I really liked this idea of there being this kind of self-help guru who never actually says anything helpful. And it's really just like one massive big ego trip. Um, and so Richard Energy started that way and then kind of, there's still parts of that in Richard Energy for sure, but um, I've kind of softened his edges. And, and actually I suppose as the massive character Richard Energy and me myself have kind of moved towards one another a bit more because, you know, it's a really fun character to play, but also it's, it, there's only so much you can do with it before it gets a little bit boring um and yeah and, and you know that extreme toxic masculinity is fun but when doing drag and male or masculine or mask or anywhere that kind of plays with those ideas obviously masculinity is is hugely complex and hugely um and you know how that interplays with my own gender identity and everything is is been really interesting to kind of discover but and also just like I really liked finding Richard Energy's kind of soft and vulnerable side and yeah. kind of like quite adorably pathetic sometimes. <laughs> yeah I, I think so too I think there's something well there's some to me there's something very familiar about him um, but then yeah it's been really nice to see his complexities come out um, with your like various drag performances which have been really varied yeah yeah well I've also like just started doing some really kind of silly characters that are kind of nothing to do with the original Richard Energy character but it's obviously like all under the name of Richard Energy because that's my drag name but um but yeah kind of all kind of playing with the same kind of ideas but although actually I'm making one at the moment that has absolutely nothing to do with any of it which is quite funny but yeah. <laughs> what was your first performance like as Richard? My first performance as Richard was at the Glory and um, it was really exciting. It was really fun. Um, and, uh, and that was when he was a full self-help guru. And, um, and it was downstairs at the Glory, which is this tiny little space really. And like, I'm quite tall. And so the ceiling, the, the roof is is like basically here on me already. And, um, but, you know, it was really fun to go out and pretend I was in this kind of big stadium of people that had come to hear my self-help talk. And, and it went really well. And it was really magical actually to kind of, I don't know, I, like drag performers talk about this kind of thing quite a lot, I think, but kind of like the, the kind of, um, amazing feeling of the first time you see yourself in drag or the first time you kind of step on stage and feel your character um, kind of merging with the same person that you are and kind of going, oh, 
wow, actually, this is a totally different experience because I'm a performer. Um, anyway, I act. Um, and so I, you know, played lots of different characters, but there's something about drag that's really kind of not just playing a character, but pushing yourself to feel a much broader kind of um, observation of your of yourself and your own identity. And that was like the very beginning of it, but that's kind of the first kind of sparks of magic when you first start, which is, you know, not to be too grandiose about it, but life-changing. <laughs> yeah. So even in that first performance, did you know this is a character I want to explore more for me? Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd, I'd also spent quite a long time working out what that character was going to be before I first stepped on stage. I, I kind of had been thinking about it for a long while and kind of playing around with the ideas of it. And, and actually, like before my first, I wrote every single word that I said down. It's not something I do anymore very much um but I'd written every single word I was going to say down and I <laughs> was in my living room at home with my um with my, I don't know why I'm looking for it in here I'm upstairs but with my uh, uh tv remote in my hand as a mic and I went through every single word over and over again for about three days before that <laughs> gig. when you performed it did you do it verbatim from the script or did you play no, with it? I, di I did, I did, but also um, there was an audience there yeah. and the audience responds to you, of course. And um, something I do do in, in my um, other performance life is I do a lot of improv and stuff like that. So I was kind of expecting that I would be kind of moving it and changing it a bit, but I, I was so kind of, I, I was it was like performing for the first time again ever because it was such a different kind of experience and it I already knew it meant so much to me for it to go well and for me to feel like it was good and um so yeah it it was something that I was quite like precise about at first which is really not something I do anymore <laughs> <laughs> you can tell though that you've done improv because you're interactions with the crowd sadly I've only seen videos of you perform live so far in my life but um, the interaction with the crowd is something that makes Richard Energy really special, I think. Um, yeah. had, could you plan for that before that first performance? Had you planned for the interaction or did it just happen? No. I Well, I, pl I, I, I knew I was going to have moments of, of getting the audience to do things. Because in the first performance uh, of Richard Energy that I did, I uh, did this kind of thing where I got everyone to stand up and we were going to going through power poses and um, they and I got everyone to do it with me and um, I'd planned for that but other interactions no because you can't really and actually usually when you plan kind of to riff with the audience if you've planned for it it will go wrong because it won't go the way you think it will and that will throw you and or you'll think it's really really funny in your head and then you'll do it and then it's not at all funny <laughs> like you kind of have to be quite a lot more kind of off the cuff with it for it to work usually. So you've you're a performer anyway. What was it that made you think, oh, I'm just going to try drag as a new direction? Yeah, well, actually, I was really fortunate because I um, was I, there was a company that I'd worked with previously doing immersive theatre um, called Darling and Edge, and um, they had asked me to come and audition for a um, a drag show they were putting on, an immersive drag show. 
And I was like, you know, I don't do drag, right? And they were like, yeah, we'll come along. And um, it was uh, being cast by the, the drag performer Shay Shay, mm -hmm. um, uh, who I didn't know at the time, but now is a very good friend. Um, and the and I got in and so I was in performing so Richard Energy's first performance actually wasn't my first time in drag per se but it was my first time in the character that I created but um but with uh the drag show that I was in that was an immersive show it um I did that for like I think it was three months or maybe it was two months I don't remember but um it was over a Christmas period and it was amazing really because we, it was a seven, six day a week show. So I would get into drag every single night for six days a week wow. for however long. So like, it was almost like a little drag boot camp. Um, so you, like, I would be doing my makeup every single night and I would be getting to play this kind of persona that was not actually very much like Richard Energy at all, but still playing in that world in quite a safe way. Um, which was really, really lucky for me, I think. What was the character like? Oh, he was so sweet. He was <laughs> like a little nerd. And oh. He was like, he was like a little teenager and he was, um, and he was trying to, he was trying to pick up, um, pick up girls all the time, but getting it wrong. He used oh. to write raps and try and like rap to, to the members of the audience and stuff like that. He was, he was adorable. I loved him. <laughs> So I guess in that way, it was very safe because you're playing someone like really likeable and cute, especially if it's immersive theatre and you've got kind of people reacting to you. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was and immersive theatre is a world that I've worked in for years and years. So it felt super safe to me. And um, and you've got other you've got other performers with you. And, um, you know, and I was lucky enough to work with uh, some other amazing drag performers on that as well, who were also in the cast. Um like uh, Lady Aria Gray and uh, Crayola the Queen. Um, and Cray's actually who first gave me my Richard Energy gig. So it was all very nice. So I've talked to other kings about the fact that you have to shout a bit louder to get noticed. Is that the case for you? Although you sort of started in it in a slightly different way to some other people I've spoken to. I, yeah, I did start in a slightly different way. I think, I think my beginning journey was probably yeah maybe slightly different and maybe slightly easier because I went in through um a show and then kind of was given a gig quite quickly because of the person who I was in the show with which was really really lucky um in terms of just in general I think yeah it's it is it is hard uh, definitely for so many different reasons and you know, there's um, a lot of like, you know, you you quite often are the only king on a lineup, mm. and then you're always kind of second guessing yourself of like, am I just here to tick a box? And and I don't think that's necessarily the case at all. I think it's interesting that um, it's it's somewhat rare to perform with a fellow king though. And it's like, oh, but there's so many of us, and it's so it would be so nice to see each other at gigs. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, digital drug's been great because there's been so many like king shows going on. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest, like it's strange because I started my drag career just before lockdown started and then lockdown started. And, and then it was like, oh, I met all of these kings and it was amazing. And there was all of these digital drag opportunities. 
And actually, when when lockdown ended, I was like suddenly like, oh, I've got all these connections, but actually, I don't really have any like live connections. It's like, how do I start getting live gigs now? And who's going to book me? And because so many of the you know people I was doing shows for actually are like up north or. Yeah in a different country altogether so. Yeah. so in that tiny gap did you get to perform live yeah no I got I got to have um some really lovely ones and um which was really really nice and so nice to see humans again and just be performing again I miss stages and audiences so much like making digital drag is is one thing but like you get so bored of your own face like once you because you have to make it and then you have to stare at your own face for ages while you edit it <laughs> you're like oh god just show me other people's faces for a while <laughs> well I appreciate it um can we talk about digital drag then because it must have been such a shift um particularly because I was I was re-watching some of your stuff well I was on your YouTube channel just before we chatted just having a look again at some of it and it, it is so different because Richard fills a room no matter how big the venue is you fill it and the audience are like shouting and getting involved Mm -hmm. and it's so different to then as you say be you with a laptop creating something how did you switch yeah it was to be honest I didn't really have any interest in digital drag at first because I I love performing live and I love audiences and and yeah I love to get audiences doing things and saying things and shouting things and that's like my favorite thing so to kind of be doing everything to to a camera phone essentially um was something that didn't really appeal to me very much at all but then I kind of had this idea in my original first digital drag that I started making was POW TV which was the self-help tv channel thing yeah this is on YouTube as well POW TV everyone should check it out if you haven't seen it yet it is on YouTube. I've I've neglected my YouTube channel horrifically. Um, I I and, and Power TV ended. Um, I should probably revisit Power TV. It was fun. It had the um, six parts that you promised, but it would be great if it's more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, and it was it was a shift. But then I th- I think I started getting really interested in. Um, editing and how comedy can be achieved after you've like you can write some comedy or you can perform some comedy but actually so much comedy can be achieved from editing which I found actually that I was really interested in and I I got quite like excited by that and I would find that you know most of the jokes I would have in particularly in POW TV actually were kind of from the editing afterwards um, which was really fun and so then I kind of got interested in doing that and then and then I think I, well, then I did a competition. Um, and so I started making stuff for that competition. And because there were quite specific, it was a digital competition, obviously. Is, uh, mixed Madhouse. Mixed Madhouse, yeah. And because there were quite like specific um, tasks, it started making me think quite differently from how I'd been making the POW TV stuff. And then I, that's when I first started creating new characters. And... Then everything kind of went in a completely different direction again and I realized that I really loved making all these silly characters and strange bizarre things like that as well. The, the makeup that you're doing like it, it's incredible um you're a fish you're a Thank snail you. there's like just some amazing <laughs> yeah. stuff um was that um stuff you'd done before or was all this just sort of playing around with new ideas? 
Yeah, I, I hadn't done anything like that before, actually. Um, like it, makeup in general, to me, I, I barely wore it before I started doing drag. I'd, I'd rarely wear makeup. And then I started doing drag and then I, it was very kind of like just this Richard Energy face, which I adore doing, but um, it's kind of very specifically like stylized in one way. And so when I started doing um, the kind of different characters, I mean, also at this point when I first did, I think the first ones I did were like the, there was a video where I was lots of different animals and I was a um, seal. A seal, a walrus, I think, actually, not a seal. Shouldn't miss species. <laughs> them. Um, and um, a bird of paradise. And uh, what else was in that video? Mm, anyway, and, and at the time, I, had, I didn't have any um, kind of makeup to do that with. I was still kind of just using makeup that I had kind of, to be honest, I stole my first drag makeup from that show I was in nice. <laughs> at the end. But... Um, sorry um but yeah so I just I was kind of looking through like old bags of makeup and I found some face paint um like some kind of rubbish old face paint that I think I bought to wear at a festival one year and I kind of was just experimenting with it and found those looks from there and like and everything was really homemade like I made my birds of paradise feathers out of like plastic bags from Tesco's and Sainsbury's and I made my walrus tusks out of like the oh what it was like out of um the back of a pack of envelopes I think and I was <laughs> that's amazing we need a YouTube tutorial <laughs> oh my gosh honestly and it was because it was for this competition and so our turnaround time was really really short I think we had like four days to make all of this stuff and so in this particular video I was being Richard Energy plus like oh and then I was a bees as well so I then I was so I was two bees and then also a walrus and also this bird of paradise and I made different costumes for them all and I was just making them and this was like in deep lockdown when no shops were open and so I was just making them out of anything I had at home like you should, I was I had this I had this swimming hat on my head and was using gaffer tape and sticking it to my head to make the walrus this is like gray head. I think it looks amazing it made me think of like Mighty Boosh um, yeah I've, I've heard that before great. and that is like one of my absolute favorite things to hear about that so. <laughs> oh good good well your final performance for that I thought it's just this really like moving and beautiful piece and you said at the time kind of how personal it was I don't know if you mind talking about it a bit now just about no, I don't mind kind talking of about it. what um, it meant for you and what it was like putting it out there yeah it was it was really, it's a really, it was a really strange thing because I hadn't planned to do anything personal. All of my, all of my drag up to that point had been really silly, just comedy, nothing personal, like just really fun, silly stuff. And I was like, this is what I love. I love comedy and I love silly characters. And this is like pure escapism for me and I love it. And then it got to the final. And to be honest, part of me was like, oh my God, I have no ideas left. And I didn't, <laughs> I had zero ideas left. And I was like, and this is the final and I've got nothing. And um, I, was, I was sat thinking about what I wanted to do. And, um, and like this idea was kind of in my head going, what about this? And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Like, and, um, and then, and then I kind of just started writing it down. And I, so it started from, um, I st is a conversation that I could imagine with having, 
with someone from my past that I hadn't spoken to for a long while and I didn't have a good relationship with and it wasn't left nicely and I started writing down the conversation that I could imagine us having now during lockdown it's like what if that person were to were to like want to have a zoom conversation mm -hmm. so I started writing down how I thought that might go and kind of, it was like it sounds cheesy to say this but like sometimes you do just start writing down things and it's not like it didn't feel like I was writing it it felt like it was just this conversation that was had to be had between these two people one of them being me and um and that was kind of it and I was like and then I wrote it down and I was reading it and I was like I don't want to make it <laughs> because it was it. too personal it was so personal yeah. and it would mean not only would I have to kind of actually write it down and and a lot of the things that that was said in that conversation are real things that I'd picked up and taken from other conversations and so not only would I have to put it out there and people see it but I would have to kind of relive certain things myself and also like then edit it so I'm just like watch it over and over again so I was like oh this is a lot but then I was like okay I'm gonna do it and uh I'm so I did and then I was like this is very serious I there needs to be something of my comedy in here so then I made a dog made of mops over the yeah. start of the video. why not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, like, so anything needs to like make me laugh about this it can't all be just serious <laughs> well it lulled me into a full sense of security I thought oh here we go here's Richard Energy and then you're just taken to a completely different place which I think it is why it was so powerful to watch yeah well actually that's one of one of the things that had been said to me from one of the judges was um from an, from an earlier to be fair from an earlier critique they said um, you're always sat in that chair doing that same thing because uh, Richard Energy sits in this blue chair and like talks from home about how to be a self-help guru or whatever and um, and they said you know you need to um, maybe try and do something that takes you out of that comfort zone so mm -hmm. I was like I, want, I wanted to do exactly that actually kind of go this is the same thing I want everyone to be watching this and go I know this this is a Richard Energy video I know how this goes and then be like no you don't oh <laughs> brace yourself <laughs> yeah. what was the response for you and then how did you feel sort of posting it and seeing it out there it must have yeah been so well, the, because it was part of a competition it was funny how it kind of went out because first of all it had to be just sent to um mark who is an amazing person and was doing all the tech and stuff on it so first the first thing i had to do was just send it to mark to for mark to put it together for the show um and even that I was like so then it's sent and it's gone and you're like mm. so it's not like posting something online and you can immediately start seeing it's like it's gone and I won't know what the response to this mm. is and and so that was the first stage and then Mark actually emailed me back quite quickly and said I wish that I could he's like I might actually record the judges reaction to this as they watch it which I don't know whether I don't know whether Mark ever did that because it would be fun to see yeah but, um, <laughs> But he, he was really lovely about it, which was very nice. Um, and then and then it was difficult because then I had to watch it with everybody else during the show, <laughs> during the final. Yeah. So I felt sick. <laughs> I felt really sick and scared and weird. But then, it, it yeah, it just had an amazing response, actually. And so many people 
message me um, on Instagram, just like people I didn't know, people I'd, I'd never met, people I'd never even spoken to before were messaging me kind of saying how much they had related to it and how much it felt like something that like they'd been through or like similar to and thanking me and then just kind of like opened up all these really nice conversations that I had with people um and we all just kind of like yeah and, and I'm, I actually like that was the first I spoke to some people who I count as very good friends now so that's really nice as that's well that's really good did it make you look at Richard in a different way and see how what Richard can kind of do for you yeah, I mean, I think it's something that I had already started to kind of consciously think about Richard and drag and everything like that for a little bit. Um, but that was when I was first like, because I don't think I'd, I'd processed that until I'd written it down anyway. And so then I was like, oh, actually, this is amazing. And this is great. And this is, you know, because um, at the end of that video, um, Richard or... Janina actually just dressed as Richard kind of talks about um, how to appreciate their body not seen through a kind of feminine or female lens and it and it really was like oh that's really articulating something that I've been feeling for a while um thanks brain well done for working that out yeah <laughs> so which was really really nice yeah and that's something that's kind of like just got wider and broader and all over the place since then because you have tackled those themes before I mean obviously not in such a personal way with your family drag tv with the snail without a shell which everyone could see because that's that's beautiful um, but you did that previously didn't you that's something you put together no. oh was so that after snail the um yeah the snail without a shell was not long after that was ah. yeah that was for a um that, what was that for that was for a I, it was for a pride event for children actually so, and I was like lovely. I don't make I, I don't make child child stuff so <laughs> it's yeah. lovely it's lovely Thank what you. was so what was that process like because that's again that's quite different yeah so I uh, what what was that that was um well I was racking my brains with what I would make for a children's video because I guess my drag stuff is usually kind of quite like it's, it's definitely really silly but it's uh, also kind of maybe a bit crass and rude sometimes or a bit like yeah Richard's in his pants yes a lot of the time <laughs> Richard Richard is in his pants a lot of the time it's his natural state he yeah it. yeah he looks comfy <laughs> yeah but um but actually I do in in my in my uh other life um, I work with I do children I do storytelling for kids so um that kind of stuff isn't strange to me I was just trying to work out how to marry the two but actually I've spoke about this before a bit I think drag lends itself to, to kids stuff amazingly like I agree it's so it's so easily transferable actually um so and I and I wanted to um write something that was actually my first idea was that I just wanted to write something that I could make uh, that that everyone had um, used they them pronouns in because I wanted the, with the idea of you know normalizing hearing those pronouns at an early age and that not being then a strange thing to hear if it were to come up later in life and 
Um, and then, so I kind of started with that and just I was writing a poem that the characters all use they them pronouns in and then it kind of turned into actually it being quite like overtly about identity in a cute way <laughs> it's lovely will you be doing more of those that's a good question um yeah probably at some point I um I really liked it I, I'd love to I, I'd love to make a, a live drag show for yeah. kids actually I think that would be a lovely thing to do yeah, please do that. Um, tell me about Bar Clandestine. So this is very exciting. Yeah, so Bar Clandestine is a online private party event um, that is set in a 1920s speakeasy. Um, and it's uh, something that can be booked um, for private parties of any kind. Um, to have during lockdown and it happens over Zoom, uh, which sounds I know quite tiring now because we've all had such enough of Zoom, but hopefully I, I think that what I've created actually really takes you away from the idea that you're on a Zoom call and it's all very like difficult and annoying and you're all talking at the same time and you know, um, and I also wanted to do something different from like a quiz um, because I think that's a lot what we've been doing as well. Yeah. Doing lots of Zoom quizzes and that's great and wonderful. But I think I was just like, right, well, what, what do I know how to do? I know how to do immersive theater. I know how to do comedy. I know how to do drag. And I wanted to kind of make this journey for people that felt like a theatrical immersive experience as well as just being really dumb, as well as like having loads of games involved in it. And um, so, yeah, so I made that. I think it sounds so exciting because like you say it's sort of the next step of what we needed because we've all done like the homemade zoom quizzes and parties and stuff and it's like well, we're on another year now people's birthdays are coming up again events yeah. it's like what can we do and I think this sounds really special and it sounds very glamorous um as well so yeah, how can we find out more thing. about it um, well, the easiest way to find out more about it is to head to my Instagram page at Richard underscore energy um, and then just message, just slide into my DMs nice. and we'll organise something. <laughs> so these can be quite bespoke as well. Yeah, so I tailor them. It, it depends on the person. We, I, If someone's booking it, I'll have a good long chat with them about kind of what they're after. Because um, there's a there's a setup of what I do, but I want um, everyone to kind of feel like it's special for them. Because especially if like it's someone's birthday or like I'm doing a leaving do coming up. Um, so I kind of talk about exactly kind of the kind of thing that they want. We adapt it to that and also um I make a personalized poster slash invite that they can send out nice. to all of their guests and I also record the session and then I'll edit together like a kind of highlight reel that they can then send to all their guests afterwards or share however they like that's amazing that's very exciting yeah it's really nice and it's um and it's really fun as well like do people get dressed up for it yes Right. Um, I dressing up is very much encouraged oh because, good like you know it's just nice to have a reason to dress up isn't it? yes <laughs> um and yeah it's just for me like even though I'm hosting it and it's obviously work for me but it's also so not I, I feel like I'm having a lovely time with my mates so. that sounds awesome yeah. who do you like watching how do you 
relax and enjoy yourself do you watch drag in your spare time is are you enjoying that yeah I do I do watch drag in my spare time and I do really enjoy watching drag I must confess that of late I've not been doing it so much there's Um, not as you said there's not been as many shows like when lockdown happened it went mad and there was just yeah it was wall to wall which was fantastic but now as you say I think people have lost momentum for it which is fair enough I think there's just a bit of fatigue going on and and, you know drag was the like like I say I I work in in theatre and performance and stuff and and um of everything really like drag just when lockdown started was like immediately online and I thought that that was incredible and that's really exciting and just such a like obviously it was because like it drag is so important because it's not only a performance or a job it's a community and it's it's vital like so I'm not surprised it immediately went online and found a way to do that but I think that means that (laughs) maybe we're all just feeling a bit tired (laughs) Um, which I think is fair enough so if things were normal who do you particularly enjoy going to see um uh, who do I particularly enjoy going to see well um I think the bit and peach put on the most beautiful incredible exciting varied shows for sure yeah um I love to go and watch them um I kings any kings all the kings give me all the kings every single king please (laughs) yes just all the kings for me, please. Yes. I just am so excited anytime I get to see any kings at all. So um, I think it's an exciting time for kings. What what's the London scene like for kings? Vibrant. Yeah, it's great. Like there's there's so many kings now. Actually. But you just and, never perform together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes we do, but but yeah, not not so much. I mean, again, I've only been doing it for like a small amount of time. Yeah, so this this is something I should have said earlier with everything you've been saying. Richard's a year old. Yeah, is that a year right? old a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> did you celebrate? <laughs> uh, did I celebrate? Yeah, I think maybe I, I had a glass of wine or something. I don't no. know. <laughs> would Richard drink wine? Yeah, yeah. I think Richard Out of a would box. drink wine. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's amazing that it's just been a year, but you know I'm going to be cliche and then say it's been a journey such a journey already um, with everything that you've created um so yeah so I guess you're quite new to the scene then in terms of yeah getting to perform live yeah I am I've I've yeah I I haven't I haven't done um it's only like I say it's only been a year and for most of that I've been shut in my house but (laughs) I was lucky enough to uh I performed at boy box in that magic little gap which was um which was really great I was I was really flattered to be asked to perform it was such a funny gig as well because um they decided to do some people uh, were sending in videos to be played live and some people some of us were going to be performing live Um, but unfortunately one of the people that was going to be the other person apart from Adam and Apple that were going to be performing live as well as me uh, they had um, I think they'd not got COVID but they'd been told that they had to um, self-isolate because of track and trace so it was just me apple and (laughs) performing live which is you know odd but um, it was so lovely and um yeah that was nice to do um but yeah but also equally it would have been amazing to have a room full of actual all kings there but yeah you know yeah 
hopefully soon. that's something for the future yeah yes for sure so where can we find you you've already said your instagram is that the main place where we can find out more about what you're up to yeah at the moment it is i'm i'm gonna be paying some more love to my youtube channel again soon Great. um which is just richard energy i think my YouTube just type in Richard Energy yeah uh, which you can see some so actually YouTube is the only place that you can see Power TV on that doesn't exist on my on my Instagram so go and check out some vintage Power TV yes go and check that out immediately um it's been brilliant to talk to you thank you so much oh thank you so much um and I can't wait to see you in a real room yes please that would be lovely thank you Hi again, it's Carly. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to find out more or get in touch, head over to teawithkingsandqueens.com.